welcome to the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are going to fill in some voicemails that I haven't gotten to recently. We're going to talk about why I haven't had any other episodes come out. And we are going to do week two of the RPG a day um, bonanza, we'll call it. Uh, We're going to find out some random items and discuss them just kind of off the cuff. As you know, no mortal can run a red cap. So sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. So first thing I want to get to is just why I haven't had any other episodes come out. And it's really comes down to like personal laziness, to be honest. It's been incredibly nice weather out. I've been trying to get a little bit more exercise and, and make uh, make this red cap a little bit less chubby. Um, so you know, I haven't been wanting to sit at the computer all that much. And when I have sat at the computer, uh, I've been getting sucked in deep into Microsoft Flight Simulator recently, um, just kind of buzzing around. And it's been really cool doing that and listening to podcasts, actually, as I'm flying around uh, in various parts of the world. Um, I don't know. It's It's been a lot of fun. If there's a part of the world that you think I should go fly over that you think is beautiful, drop me a, a note, let me know, um, and I'll go buzz over that and, and take a look at it. It's amazing how realistic uh, Flight Simulator 2020 looks. Anyhow, that has nothing to do with this podcast. The The next thing I want to do is play a couple of voicemails. We have uh, a couple from Jason and one from Clericsware Rainmail, uh, Rain Ringmail, uh, Taylor. So I'm going to send it over to them and we'll listen to theirs and jump back in between them. Hey, Jason here. Great episode on Hidden Dice Rolls. You, you know, it's funny because back in the day, long time ago, I did an episode on not hiding dice rolls. <laughs> Um, it, it, I guess it depends on the players and the flavor of game you want to play. If you're playing a game where the players have maybe a little more, maybe not even narrative control, but, you know, depending on the player, like I played with John Allen large before, and, and we've done things like, you know, have the players roll that stealth check. And if they fail, then the player kind of narrates how they screw up their stealth check, that kind of thing, which is a different kind of game though. Cause you're not building up the tension per se, but you know, they're a little more involved there. So just different style. But I, you know, my preference is, as you mentioned, to roll only when it's necessary. Don't roll ahead of time. Don't roll at the beginning of the action. Roll, you know, when it really matters. I I guess the difference is because at that point you're rolling when it really matters and everybody's going to see the result of the roll anyway, because it's the player acting, I would, I, you know, have the player roll that, hide and shadows roll instead of me the gm rolling it if if i'm rolling it in secret then it makes sense for the gm to roll it but at the point where everybody's going to see the roll anyway to me the player should roll it since they have to suffer the consequences but that, that's a minor niggle and, and obviously that's you know not exactly what the rules say so wow my own house roll who would have thought giggle giggle anyway great podcast keep up the great work talk to you soon Thanks, Jason. Um, I actually kind of agree with you that it's probably better to let the player do the role. Um, Cause again, rolling dice is fun and it gets people engaged and everybody can kind of crowd around and look at that dice roll as it gets revealed. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything to disagree with you there at all. I think everything that you mentioned is, is right because you mostly agree with me. So that means you're very, very smart. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I much like um, in some games like uh, the black hack where you put almost all of the dice rolls in the player's hands, it probably makes sense to do this in their hands as well. All right. Our next call also happens to come from Jason. Hey, Kevin, Jason here. I think the format you're doing for RPG day is great. And because of the 
random choices for six days a week. I think it, it has enough variety from the other podcasts. I don't have a whole lot of comments. I agree with you for the most part on most things you said. I will comment a little bit on reward and then also on whatever the last word was that ties into that. Um, that goes in that term with 5e that I don't play. Um, inspiration. So reward and inspiration, you, I know you've watched some of Hank, Hankern's things over at ICRPG. One thing he used to do back when he was doing terrain in the early days, he would do a lot of videos on building encounter rooms and doing the terrain for this in the pre-COVID days. And one thing that he would do with rewards and inspiration isn't just things that would give a character XP or give them great magic items and carry on in the future, but to put terrain items and other kind of items in rooms and, and, and they're on the map. And you could describe it if you're playing Theater of the Mind. But to put something in there, they could, if they're smart enough to recognize it, they could use it during the battle or use it against the enemy. So this could be anything from, you, you know, a, a, a portcullis that they could drop to separate them from the monsters or a trapdoor in the room that if they can maneuver the monster over it, they can drop the monster through that trapdoor or, you know, a chest in the room, they could pop, you know, a rack of weapons in the room, they could grab spears off it to throw or whatever. But little rewards in the train that if they're smart players and using the environment, they can use that to their advantage. So I would throw that in for along with inspirational rewards ideas. But great job. Definitely enjoying it. Looking forward to your next cast and looking forward to your next RPG day word roundup. Thanks. Um, yeah, the I think that's a great idea. Uh, and Hank does have some awesome little like room tutorials and, and scenario setups that he has on his channel from from ages ago. Um, but yeah, I think putting stuff in there to reward players uh, that want to think creatively and also making a point of, of pointing out that it's there. Like maybe the enemy also uses these items um, helps teach the players to look for these areas where they can uh, get a little bit of an advantage. So yeah, I agree completely. And we've got one more voicemail and it comes from clerics where ring mail, not rain mail. I don't know why I said that earlier. Um, Taylor, please take it away. Happy Saturday. This is Taylor of Clericsware Ringmail calling in about streams. I have a lot to say about actual plays. In one of the original reasons I made my blog was to rate and catalog actual plays to help newbies to the hobby learn how what to expect. That said, what makes a stream feel good, bad, and different, it usually comes down to why they're doing the stream. You mentioned James in his solo plays. That feels authentic because James is playing for love of the game. He's He'd be playing with or without us as the listener. Now, when you talk about the big boys, the high production value places, I won't name names, but the, a lot of those streams, the point is the stream. The point is not the game. The point is the show. They interact with listeners and viewers. They do giveaways and promos. And at the end of the day, it just doesn't feel like it's a home table. Are they playing the game? Technically, yes, there's dice on the table, there's rule books uh, piled up, there's a DM screen, but they aren't playing the game, if that makes sense. So at the end of the day, them's my two coppers. What makes a stream or an AP feel real, feel like a, a home game, comes down to whether the streamer is playing the game for love of the game. Keep gaming, my man. 
Thanks, Taylor. I agree largely with what you're saying. I think it comes down to not so much whether or not the person loves the game or not, but again, whether they're trying to put on a show um, and whether or not it's a... Is, this, is the stream of a game from the position of you're like an observer looking from the corner of the room and watching this group of people play, or are you being entertained to and acted to? Um, I'm actually going to be participating in a charity stream uh, playing 5e of all things uh, here in the near future. I believe it's on the, let me just check my calendar. Uh, I believe it is on the 28th. So next Saturday, the Saturday coming after you guys hear this, um, we will be doing a, a um, or I guess two Saturdays. Yeah, no, it's, whatever the 28th is whatever <laughs> sorry my brain is a little bit noodly the 28th is when i'm going to be doing a charity stream it's going to be for uh for extra life um a friend of mine is going to run an, a uh a game and i agreed to, to jump in and, and play and help support that um i expect it's going to be just a fun one shot uh we will probably be playing but it will be done as a stream and a show to try to get interest into the charity work that he's going for um but i do completely understand what you're saying as far as like long-term streams where they're doing multiple episodes over a long period of time there's one kind where it's just somebody playing the game and you happen to observe it and then there's another one where it's a show and the characters are characters as if it was a television show and there is definitely a different feel between both of those so thank you very much for calling in let me know your thoughts on that so let's get to this week's um items we are almost 10 minutes into this episode and i haven't even rolled a dice once to see what we're going to be talking about today so we are going to start on day nine we have four options they are medium roll emotion and percentage and i will drop a dice into the dice tower it came up as one so we get medium Medium, I couldn't have segued that any better. Uh, medium, where does the game get played? Is it played on your table? Is it played on a internet stream? Is it played on the internet but done privately via Discord or something? Uh, theater of the Mind, is it done on a VTT? I know there is tons of talks uh, out there on are VTTs good, are VTTs bad? Um, I think the medium does impact the game dramatically. Uh, if you're playing on a virtual tabletop, uh, depending on what attitude you bring to it, it can force you into railroads because you don't want to give up on these cool maps and cool locations that you've painstakingly made maps for and wanted to share. It can force you into uh, different types of gaming than had you been playing theater of the mind. So I think the medium does have a huge impact on how you play. Um, and I think, not necessarily is that all negative. It just needs to be understood so that the way you want to play and the medium that you're playing it on kind of mesh up. Um, and uh, so the, that whole medium is the message thing uh, probably does come into play in some sort there. All right. Day 10 is trust, consequence, light and advantage. And we got consequence. Um, consequences are vastly important and... I feel that's something that gets taken away when people try to hand wave away some of the management parts of D&D. The, the exploration part of Dungeons and Dragons is a resource management game, um, in my opinion. So if you're exploring through a dungeon, managing your resources in terms of torches and light and other things like that, if you're going through the wilderness, managing resources like 
your food and water, uh, being able to tell directions. These are all things that often get hand-waved out, out, of, out of existence in most games now. Um, encumbrance, for example. But if you don't have those, you can't have the consequences, and the consequences is what makes the drama about those forms of play interesting. So consequences are, are incredibly important, as well as making sure that players have real choices on how to interact in the world, but that those choices all have consequences and they learn about them. Um, so if you choose to go and, you know, uh, spend a week in this part of the world, ignoring a cry from help from over here, well, whatever evil or damage was taking place over on the other area, that still happened. And you can feel like it's on you or not, but that bad thing happened to that other village that you didn't go help save. You know, things like that. Day 11, we have Wilderness, Listen, Heavy, and Despair. And we get Wilderness. Um, okay, I guess I, each of these are just going to continue to run into each other. Wilderness exploration does not get done often enough. Um, it's something that I would like to see more and more of. If you have the um, Wilderness Survival Guide from 1st Edition, it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. Um, I've got another supplement, which I just looked ahead and saw the one that I can't roll for is supplement. So this, this whole episode might uh, kind of lead into each other a whole lot. But I have another supplement that I've backed called Into the Weird and Wild, um, which is going to have a bunch of really cool stuff for, for wilderness uh, type adventuring. And even like the supplement I'm using for um, uh my solo play gardens of yin is kind of like a wilderness setup. So um, wilderness play, I think needs to have some more stuff done to it and not necessarily all just be fey wild, like just be like normal wilderness uh, exploration. All right. Day 12, think consensus deep and triumph. And we got think, think before you act, think things through, allow the players to have time to plan and plot to think of, the smart way to approach a situation instead of just always drawing swords. Um, as a GM, take a moment to think. Uh, they throw you a, a, an oddball. Um, let them know, say, okay, I want you guys to spend some time chatting amongst yourselves in this room. I'm going to try to figure out what the next stage is. I don't think it's a bad thing to let the players know that you're that you're preparing something um, and just take a second to think if you can't do it with all the discussions happening, call for a bathroom break or something and take a moment to really think of how you want things to proceed. Um, you know, thinking things through and, and making a plan, um, you know, careful planning uh, is important. And I think taking the time to think is important as well. All right. Uh, day 13, 13 flood, improvised doom and pool. Oh, Lost my dice one moment. Uh, this one, we've got Improvise. Um, okay, so as much as I was saying, man, this, this week is really like everybody's running into each other. As much as I said, think Improvise is also important. Be able, being able to, um, you know, jump onto whatever the players are going and doing the the yes and. So they've come up with, with a plan and you're like, yeah, that's really cool. I think this also happens. And just rolling with it, being able to on the fly, take the inputs that are coming to you and build on them and, you know, keep having that rise and then, you know, a, a hard, a hard wall that they come up against maybe, um, that they have to then climb over in some way. Um, 
but yeah, just improvising your way around stuff. And the only way that you get really good at improvising is just doing it and having read enough that you have ideas. Um, you know, every time you have an idea, just just kind of store it away. And when something comes up, you can improvise off of it. Knowing the world that you're playing in really well as well, um, like really understanding how your world works um, will allow you to improvise re- uh, much better as well. So, um, you know, if if uh, if you really understand how the, how the ecosystems and stuff work, you know what creatures are going to be around there. Um, if you understand what the factions are doing, you can understand, you can improvise up ways that, that uh, factions might react to certain situations, etc. Day 14, our last role is safety, limits, fun, and momentum. And we got momentum. Um, keeping the momentum and timing in a game can be some of the most difficult things to do. Uh, I wish I had great advice on how to do it because I think I struggle with it a lot whenever I run a game, just keeping the timing down really well. Uh, momentum usually also comes into play when you're talking about just keeping a game going, especially in now, like in our adult lives where you know, you might have where sessions get missed and you miss two or three sessions and then suddenly a month and a half has gone by and the momentum in that campaign or the momentum in that game kind of fizzles out. Um, momentum is very difficult to keep going in gaming and the the te- the, the groups that can, can keep momentum happening and, and keep people excited and not that people get don't get excited about it, but just, you know, time can pass and then it doesn't become a priority but being able to keep that together is i think key to keeping a campaign going long term so those are the ones that we're going to roll for and then day 15 is supplement uh i kind of already spoiled supplement a little bit but i was going to when i saw that one um i thought of what i would talk about a little bit uh and i was just going to mention some of the supplements that i've that i've kickstarted and that i've got had come in and not all of these have i have i read recently but these are all supplements that um, I thought were good enough to at least um, purchase in some way. So the first is a survivalist guide to spelunking. Um, it's meant for fifth edition, but from what what I was told about before I bought it and my brief flip through through it, it looks like most of this can be applied to just about any gaming system. It's kind of like the spiritual successor to um, the uh, Dungeoneer's Guide. Oh, sorry, Dungeoneer's Survival Guide from first edition. Um, they actually brought back... Uh, the same author to do some, some writing on it. He's not the main author, but uh, Douglas Niles, he's come back and, and contributed to this book. Um, and it's got, you know, a bunch of stuff about caves and, and dungeons and the ecosystems that are in it. So it should be a pretty interesting read. Um, another one I've done, uh, I've kickstarted and waiting for it to come in is into the weird and wild. Um, it's a really twisted, strange, uh, wilderness, um, forest area with lots of cool interesting things in there that i think they'll be useful for you know building up environments in my world and that's that's kind of what i've been focusing on with these sorts of supplements is being able to to add to the world um you know even even like the gardens of Yen, like i mentioned it gives you another way just to continue to, to add to your world and using those as resources uh some other things that i've um kickstarted is uh Back to Basics fanzine, which has articles on all different types of, of uh, things you can do in, in BX. And uh, a recent one, Delver Resources for random rolling for the Random Rolling Referee. Again, just a whole bunch of random tables um, that add some, some information to how you can get a game going. Uh, and, you know, resolving different things or rolling up encounters or situations or, uh, you know, what's happening in the environment around you. So... That is week two. 
that is some voicemails. Thank you very much for everybody calling in. Um, I hopefully hope this hasn't been too much of a pain. I do have some cool stuff recorded from a game of microscope that I played uh, with a couple of fantastic podcasters, and I hope to get that out soon. So folks, that wraps up this episode of the Red Caps podcast. I hope you enjoyed, you learned something, and you're eager to come back for more. Please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice, and if there's an option to leave a review, it would warm my cold little heart if you did. I'd love to hear from you, so if you head over to anchor.fm slash theredcaps, you can leave a voicemail, uh, just like Jason and Taylor did earlier in this episode. Or you can head over to Twitter and or Facebook at theredcapsnet and drop me a note there. I have a Discord server. You can ping me on there if you want to get some games in or just discuss something offline. And remember, never let your caps dry out. Stay safe, have fun, and we'll talk again soon.